Alright guys, we're back again live from Kodiak Island, unexpectedly. We uh, thought last night we were putting a wrap on the trip and we're still here sitting in the tent. A little less comfortable than last night. We aren't running the heater. Trying to ration stuff because we don't know how long exactly we're going to be here, but hoping to depart in the morning. We ran out of booze. Yeah, no more Jim Beam, that's the slowest part of the night so far. That's right, but uh, we did have some tenderloins over the campfire tonight, and those were phenomenal. CJ had a great idea grabbing some garlic salt before we left before we left Kodiak City and tried it over the open flames tonight. It was pretty killer, but uh, yeah. Anyways, we were supposed to fly out this afternoon, and it sounds like it's not going to happen. Island Air is a little bit backed up due to not being able to fly the last few days, so hoping to get out of here tomorrow, but... This morning really was unexpected. Um, CJ stayed back and camped to kind of organize stuff and fish while we waited to see what, what Island Air was thinking as far as picking us up. And Dave and I went out for one last hunt. And we saw one buck, I guess, early, or two bucks early, a spike right behind camp. Mm -hmm. And then another decent buck cruising with a doe, it looked like, that we didn't ever got a real clear look at. But... We pushed a little further and actually walked past the carcass of CJ's buck, or where the carcass was yesterday, and uh, there were fresh bear tracks there, and the whole carcass was gone. So that kind of that kind of made you think a little bit and wonder what was lurking around in the alders around us. But um, after that, I, I actually even like a few yards past that, I look up and there's a doe cruising along the edge of the alders, and right behind her is a really nice buck just hot on her tail all rutted out and well i think i looked back at you dave and said buck and i knew we had to do something fast because they were moving i mean they were cruising right by and knew if they got in those alders it was a real still day and i knew there was no chance we we're gonna bust through the alders at them and yeah i uh tried cutting them off and i peek up over the edge through the grass and i hear the deer like actually they were like bleats and they were they were pretty vocal and it was really cool, and I'd peek up over the edge, and I had the decoy hat on, and the does kind of, like, scattered, if I remember right, and the buck was kind of surprised, and I was almost off guard, and he turned and looked at me, and I don't know how far, I, I knew he was, I mean, top pin distance, he had to be 12 yards maybe when I shot him, and I shot him, and it looked like a great shot, and he ran away, and kind of looks unsteady on his feet, looking kind of sick, and, you know, I shot you know i thought was great and i shoot again just to try to get another one in him and i shouldn't uh looking back cj we were me and cj were talking about this earlier how you know maybe shouldn't have shot that second time because i think he would have went down right there but it almost spooked him and pushed him further which created our whole dilemma that turned this really into a rodeo we uh turned into an epic story yeah it turned into an epic story that's that's for sure um, definitely the wildest blood trail or anything I've ever done for a deer, I think, as far as I can remember. Anyways, uh, I told Dave originally I was going to wait 15 minutes, and that lasted maybe about five, if yeah, that. Yeah. It didn't last very long, and Dave found my arrow was pretty covered in, you know, good red bubbly blood, and it looked like a good lung shot, and followed blood for quite a ways, kind of zigzagged through the alders, and Longer than we expected for yeah. what looked like a, a really good shot. 
Yeah, I I mean, I looked at my arrow and it looked like a good double lung shot. I mean, exact blood you want to look for. Bubbles in it, even bubbles in some of the blood on the trail. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was kind of like, man, what's going on? Like, this blood looks excellent. I can't believe this thing's not piled up here. And uh, all of a sudden, the blood trail cuts out of the alders and goes towards the creek. This isn't just an ordinary creek. It's, uh, for the most part steep cliff faces on either side that just drop straight down to it and anyways I follow blood to the edge and I see the last little bits of it aren't just drops they're sliding yeah blood marks and yeah you can tell he crashed right there and then just slid right over the edge oh man yeah and that we were trying to think earlier how high that cliff face was and we thought maybe 70 80 feet yeah something like that just vertical yeah and so I'm looking down into the creek thinking, well, the buck's probably floated down, like, as far as as far as far I know. And I'm kind of just looking there, deciding what to do. And then I see the buck ledge between the rocks, and he couldn't have been lodged in a more perfect place. I mean, he was stuck solid, absolutely not going anywhere. And it's even more of a miracle is not a, he didn't have a scratch on his antlers or anything as far as I saw. I mean... Yeah, we were really nervous that he'd be busted up, falling that far. But when we pulled him out, uh, his antlers were perfect. Yeah, antlers were perfect. And when we skinned him, he had one, looked like maybe one bruise on his back strap, and that was about it. So, um, anyways, I, on an adrenaline high, decided to scale down the cliff in some very sketchy parts and put Dave in a bad spot, worrying about me just going down there on adrenaline not saying anything to him and i found a bunch of spots that i absolutely did not feel comfortable going down i shouldn't even went down the thing in the first place it was so sketchy i i lost sight of you after a certain point and didn't see you for a while and i was freaking out that <laughs> you might have slipped and fallen and somewhere where i can't see you yeah it was uh it was sketchy and not very smart there were times i was you know cramming my hand into some rocks and crags trying to climb up and down and all over and felt like I was mountain goat hunting or something and finally get to the base of the creek and then uh come around the corner look up I see Dave and then of course there's a nice little I'm not going to say easy shoot but easiest spot on on the cliff face it was still really steep and really slick um but it was definitely easier than the way I took down so I took that up went back got the packs we descended down I decided to strip down into my skivvies and go retrieve my buck. And, uh, yeah, that got western, too. That that creek water was unbelievably cold. I mean, my legs were numb within a couple of minutes. There's ice on all the rocks, and it's a deep canyon river, basically. You know, whitewater rapids. And so everything's froze down there. There's no sun. It's absolutely frigid. And Zach's wading across the creek to get his buck. It was it was crazy. It was it was wild to say the least. Dave, while at camp, uh, berries and granola peak were pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> CJ was nice and toasty back here, fishing, enjoying the sunshine. Uh, here we were trying not to die in the bottom of this canyon. He had no idea how how out of control we were. Is uh. Yeah, and you were in that water for, I, I don't know if it was quite 10 minutes, but it it sure 
was close to that. It, it was. It was. It was cold enough. My legs were numb that I didn't feel myself just beating them to a pulp on the rocks. They're feeling it now. But anyways, got the rope tied to the buck, got him unlodged, and then uh, I was trying to get him unwedged actually to get him up onto a rock to where we had more leverage mm -hmm. to pull him. And I fell in about to my belly level and just soaked myself. And that's kind of when I started to get a little nervous. I I won't lie. I I knew I needed to get out of the water as fast as possible, and I was trying to and trying to get the buck out of there but finally got him to the bank and dave got him pulled up while i i dried off as fast as i could and was trying to put on new clothes and and get warmed up and i was shivering like a little bit it was a little concerning how much it, i was shivering it was it was yep but uh thankfully dave was there if he wasn't i was really really in trouble and uh, honestly, we were talking, I don't even know what I could have done if Dave wasn't there. And we broke down the buck really fast. Me and him worked really quick. In fact, we just boned out the hind, both hind quarters right there. So got them broke down and snapped some pictures, loaded the packs up and climbed out of that that steep canyon and finally got back on the trail back to camp. And Yeah, it and, was uh, hands and knees crawling up out of there the whole way. It was. Like you said, I don't, I don't remember how many times you said every step counts. And I was thinking just slow and steady. Make sure you got a good foothold. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I was pushing my sticks into the ground, making sure it was solid in front of me. And, man, it was a, it was a sketchy climb out of there. I hate heights in the first place, <laughs> but that was, that was yeah, just... Yeah, everything's frozen and slippery. And here you're looking for a handhold so you can, you know get something to hold on to to take your next step and yeah it was it was pretty nuts it was wild we got out of there safe though and now we're in the tent ate some tenderloins and uh we're supposed to message island air in the morning to see when we're gonna get out of here so that's uh i would tell you that's a wrap on kodiak island but it just keeps unfolding so who knows what's next yeah, we're hoping that's a wrap we're hoping that's a wrap, but I know if Island Air says picking you up tomorrow afternoon, one of these two is going to get a, or both of them are going to get a crazy idea and probably go knock another one down or two. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, we're we, going to keep stacking them up until we run out of tags. That's, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, shoot all our arrows, shoot all our bullets, and go home. That's what we came here to do. So uh, yeah, that might be a wrap. Who knows? But. Um, had to stitch this one in there just to add because it was too crazy not to share. And, uh, incredible ending, that's for sure. Yeah, the, the other piece of that, when Zach was going down the first time to uh, try to get to his buck, I took a little video over the edge of the canyon down there, and then I turned around and looked up the mountain, and there was a big brown bear. Luckily, he was going up instead of down towards us but he was directly up the side of the mountain from us oh yeah probably about that same time mom and baby were visiting the tree back here with our meat in it but they seem like they want to go the opposite way so far anyway let's hope that holds up yeah, just, yeah. you don't get too comfortable yeah. But, but yeah hope you've enjoyed our podcast and uh I don't know if this is going to be it or not, but 
if it is it's been a blast and hope to get it out of here tomorrow and get where it's warm and dry finally it's gonna feel nice absolutely absolutely out from kodiak out from kodiak <laughs>